City of Heroes Podcast, Episode 17. Welcome to the City of Heroes Podcast, a resource for the casual Heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Episode 17 of the City of Heroes Bedcast. This is Chooch. <laughs> oh, just giving away all our secrets. <laughs> I didn't know you were going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm injured this week. I sprained my ankle, so <laughs> I have to stay off of my ankle. So Chooch has set up our studio temporarily in the bedroom. Yep. So, yeah, it's a bed cast. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be? In bed. I also would... known as? <laughs> Bedded? Oh. <laughs> you just hassled me about I'm Viv. Introducing ourselves. The sad thing is I'm not even on painkillers tonight. <laughs> I think this is residual Vicodin. <laughs> right. Vicodin I'm Viv. For Vic- the win. <laughs> what was it Paulette was saying? Vico-Viv. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been kind of out of it the last yes. couple of days, and today is my first drug-free day, it's and I seem to be just as loopy as I was. Popping special inspirations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks, can't dull be selling pain. these. Dull pain, no kidding. <laughs> dull mental capacity, too. <laughs> so that's uh, also why the episode's a wee bit late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had plans to knock this sucker out on Saturday night, and then I decided to go and do some special gymnastics in the garage <laughs> that I wasn't built for doing, and yeah, emergency yeah. room visit later. Here I am. Fun was had by all. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know who the, who had fun with it, but okay. Oh, that's true. Although I did have fun on Easter. Yes, the family <laughs> had fun on Easter. Yeah. With Wyked and Viv in yeah, uh-huh, rare I was, form. <laughs> I was pretty out of it. The good news is I was good for a laugh. The bad news was there was no filter, so if I thought it, I said it, whether it was nice or not. True. <laughs> so. That was fun, though. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> I know my nieces had fun laughing at me. Because mm-hmm. I'd look at them and they would just start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are finally getting this. We had yeah. actually recorded. This is a special little episode. I mm-hmm. don't know how Chooch plans on introducing it. But this is a special. And so we really only need to intro to do an intro and some news bits. Mm-hmm. And it's taken us this long to get to it. So <laughs> we're sorry for that. Please accept Vico Viv's apologies. Yeah. So this is actually going to be an interview yes. cast. Yes. Actually part one mm-hmm. of the interview cast. Because y'all know how we like to talk. <laughs> so it ran long. Yeah. So we drafted our good friend Rich, who yes. we played with. In the game for a long time. Yeah. Who is an expert villain. Well, yeah. To give us a tour. 
We certainly consider him an expert because he's mm-hmm. got two fifties and we've got zero fifties. Villains. Villains. Villain fifties. Villain fifties. Because we do have oh, hero fifties. I need to reboot my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. You'll be okay. Yeah. So yeah, so he's um, well, you know, he'll say it in the in the interview. He's been yeah. basically playing villains since villains launched. Yeah. And uh, and so a few of you have been asking about you know some villains coverage, so we elicited his help is that the right word solicited solicited his help we asked him to you know skype us (laughs) let's (laughs) cut to the quick here cut to the chase oh god we're a mess tonight and come talk to us about the villains yeah villainy but first there has been a wee bit of news there's been a lot of news to cover i'm I'm keeping it on the short side Mm -hmm. because we want to get right to it and even though it's only half of it it's still gonna be a long episode yeah 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 it's still like an hour so settle in (laughs) because you're gonna be here for a while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what we've got um of course a lot of people this is a, a tad bit behind the power curve here this is something that actually occurred on the 14th in case people didn't catch it um, during morning maintenance they conducted additional server maintenance to remove the remaining items of power from the u.s servers the live Mm. servers the fact that a few items of power have remained has been a bug that they are now rectifying or that they have rectified Mm -hmm. and they thank us they thanked us in advance for understanding this set off a whole firestorm in the forums a lot of questions about well if the items of power going away what's going on with the cathedral Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff so apparently they recognize that it's a broken system that's nothing new and Mm -hmm. they removed the last remaining stuff so it's sad but it's also promising that they're working on something right that will work going forward so and then also on March 14th, which if you've logged in, you've seen this, that there is uh, there was an announcement from Lighthouse. Their intent is to add purchasable character slots to round out the existing services of character transfer and character rename. Uh-huh. We hope to have this implemented and shortly, I'm sorry, available shortly after I-12 launch. Wow. And I haven't seen from Red Names any any specifics right if it's one fee for you know x number of slots on every server right or if it's per server per slot i mm-hmm. i haven't seen anything from red names yet yeah so that's all the info i would speculate and there's a lot of speculation I bet. going but on but the way they tend to do things i would think it would be like a one-time ten dollar fee unlock unlock right mm-hmm. they would unlock for all servers for yeah. your for per account people are speculating know. like Ten dollars a slot per server, or, or maybe an extra two dollars a month. A month. Yes, yeah. so there's a lot of speculation. Mm. I have seen nothing from the red name, so I'm not going to speculate on that. <laughs> and then on March 17th from Castle, he saw that there was a post earlier asking why masterminds only get a new secondary, mm-hmm. and figured he would answer. And in a nutshell. Doing a mastermind primary would have just the same amount of work as all the other power set additions combined, and I didn't have enough time allocated to do that. Wow. And then on March 19th, Back Alley Brawler states that just as a heads up for everyone, we're going to be buckling down to get issue 12 done, so you may see a lull in red name activity on the forums for a bit. 
might not get as many immediate responses to PMs. Mailboxes will probably fill up. Posts demanding immediate answers will undoubtedly go unanswered. <laughs> We're not ignoring you guys. We just have a bajillion little issues to tie up, and we really need to focus on that right now. On the plus side, marketing on i12 is ramping up, so you should see more official announcements, dev diaries, stuff of that nature very soon. Hmm. So, and it has, there has been a little die down on the boards. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been that much for me to cull through. Right. Now, on March 18th, as we had previously discussed with all the information that we get from our fabulous listeners, mm-hmm. um, the, the information we were given regarding being able to target oil slick and oh, use right. it for the dark res. Mm-hmm. And my question was if you would be able to use that for the kinetics powers like the transfusion, siphon mm-hmm. power, and all that stuff. So our good friend Rich actually was able to hit the level to attain oil slick. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty funny because normally it's like, hey, I just leveled. Come see the new power I got. And I was like, oh, well, what is it? And he said, oil slick. And I said, oh, my God, stay there. Don't move. I'll be right back. So I went and I swapped and I got on my kinetics. And I'm like, are you still there? And he's like, what's going on? And I was like, okay, all right. Drop oil slick. Just do it right here, please. And so he was like, okay. (laughs) Because I was so excited to be able to test it. Right. And um, he and we were in Talos near the train station, and so he dropped it, and I didn't even have a chance to target it, and it went away, and I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> and so then we realized the drones took it out. <laughs> Durr. So we moved away from the drones, and sure enough, he dropped oil slick. I was able to target it for transfusion, siphon speed, and siphon power, and it all worked like a charm. He didn't know that it could do that. So he mm-hmm. was really impressed with that too. So oh, yeah. it works. Yay. Yeah. So I was really excited about that. I just stood there pulling heels off of a little <laughs> black stain on the ground. <laughs> so we've tested it and it works. So I was very excited about that. And he was very patient with my, you know, jumping around and him not knowing what I was doing and then <laughs> figured it out. So it was cool. Very cool. And then we also have, from Melissa Bianco, who is the level designer on the COH team. She goes by Warwitch, by the way. Ah. She's worked on COH for five plus years. And there is a link on our website, or at least there will be in the show notes, to the um, to this developer diary giving the Hollow Zone a makeover announcement. But I'm going to give you the highlights here in case you haven't had a chance to read through it. So um, it's basically an effort to address the common complaints of the hollows Mm -hmm. as far as the as she lists it repetitive content i'd agree with poor frame rate enemy difficulty inability to solo and being forced to go to that zone so the following changes are made with i12 well i don't agree with all of those points Mm -hmm. personally but those are the reasons that she listed that they were revamping it like i skip it all the time i don't feel forced i mean you have to go there and talk to him right but it's skippable so So, first of all, spawn changes. She basically, when she looked at all the spawns that are in the zone, just decided to gut everything and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And the first zone that we talk about is Cherry Hills. It's the first neighborhood that players encounter when they enter the zone from Atlas Park. The spawns for this neighborhood are now like city zone spawns, not hazard. So, they're based on one to three players, and the level range is now five to seven only. Mm-hmm. um, She wanted to make the transition less painful, especially since new players are forced to go there by a contact. 
so made the neighborhood a standard city spawn zone, meaning that the spawns are doable by solo players up to groups of three, which is pretty much standard for a city zone. She also kept the roads free of bad guys, so that within reason, players could get around Cherry Hills without massive difficulty. Mm-hmm. Also added some fresh blood to the hollows. Mm-hmm. Um, there were piles and piles of outcasts and trolls and trolls and outcasts. Both villain types are kind of tough, so to add some flavor and variety, added skulls, hellions, and lost. Mm-hmm. Also, you may run into Paragon Police or Longbow, but since they're allies, they'll help you out. And the heroic presence, Longbow and Paragon Police, is small, so that they don't kill still too much. However, gone are the canned animations of the Paragon Police. If you mm-hmm. drag a villain back to them now, you'll definitely get a reaction if the police drones don't <laughs> get them first, ah, which is nice. Yeah. Four seasons. This neighborhood is also a city-sized spawn neighborhood, and the level range for this neighborhood is now 8 to 10 only, and also brought in Hellions, Skulls, and Lost. Cool. Red River. The neighborhood was pretty much vacant of spawns entirely, but not anymore. Now there are Hydra, Coralax, and some trolls wandering around. Now, I could be wrong, but I think that this is the first time that I've seen the Coralax on the hero side. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't remember seeing them. I don't. I mean, I don't remember ever seeing them in any missions. I surely don't remember seeing them wandering around any zones. So, I'm really excited about this. <laughs> and um, the trolls seem to be paying special attention to the dam. Spawns are also for one to three players, so they shouldn't be too difficult to solo or for small groups. Level range of this neighborhood, again, this is Red River, is eight to ten only. Hmm. You know where they're trying to blow up the dam. Yeah, and I always thought that by the time you got there. They're higher. I level. never had much of a problem. Okay, Mr. Short-Term Memory. But <laughs> We've used to get our butts kicked in that. When we first started. Yeah. Well, game. that's how a lot of people well, are going yeah, into huh. this. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's a lot of people that don't know to skip that's, it. Yeah, well. <laughs> and they may be running through the mission chains quickly and get there earlier. And if I remember correctly right now, they're above level 12 or 13. So you hit that zone. You hit that little area of the map at mm-hmm. a level 10 or 11. And you're soloing, and yeah. those are big groups. That's true. So I'm fine with them changing it, because I've been face down in that little Red River more times than I care to count. <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Eastgate Park, still within Hollows. Um, not too many changes to that zone, other than to make them more standard in terms of spawning rules. No piggybacking of spawns near other spawns, so that the place is lagged down. Um, players should have some room to breathe again as they make their way through the neighborhood. Levels 10 to 12 only. Range anywhere from 1 to 5 players. And it's not a consistent city-sized spawn. There are some hazard elements, but there is a, quote, possibility of a small spawn for the solo players. Also, I always throw spawns into every neighborhood that are three villain maximum, so players should be able to find something to kill as a solo player. Vazis, I'm sorry, Vazalok have moved into the neighborhood, but usually only at night and in a very specific location. Mm-hmm. Legacy Chain have a presence there too, a heroic group of mystical heroes who are there to help, not hurt the heroes of Paragon City. They want to get to the bottom of the Circle of the Thrones, <laughs> Circle of Thorns threat as we do. There might be another reason too, but they won't even give that up to Longbow. The Paragon Police Department have a small presence at the entrance from Skyway City, so they'll pretty much be watching that door. 
And then we have Grendel's Gulch. Um, now we're getting to the pain, she oh. says. <laughs> Admittedly, the spawns in this neighborhood were entirely too difficult. They were even too difficult for a hazard zone with three to five players. They've been seriously toned back, and the group shouldn't be so close to each other that if you trigger one, you don't trigger the one next to it, too. These have been made a bit differently. They spawn anywhere from one to five players. What this means is you might see a big group of igneous or you might get a doable solo spawn size. It depends on your team size and the luck of the draw, really. Also, except for some surprises, you should see the igneous well before they ever see you. Which I kind of thought you could anyways, because of the puffs. The gaseous stuff. I don't don't know. It's going to make it a lot harder to get that igneous boss badge. I never remember to do that until I'm above the level of zone anyways. Right. We usually go and I clear it with my 50 in no time flat with the landmines. (laughs) Now it's going to take a lot longer. That's true. (laughs) We'll just have to get it when we're lower level now that the hollows will be fun to be in again. Yeah. It was never fun to be in before. Mm. Uh. (laughs) Except for Frostfire. Oh, I hate that Adam mission, though. Ooh, I hate that. (laughs) Oh, that and that defeat all igneous bosses thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the guts of the gulch, the spawn levels are 13 to 15. However, around the perimeter to accommodate the Talshack mission, there are a set of spawns that are 11 to 12 only. These guys are clearly defined as they are the only spawns in the entire gulch that are face down in the ground taking a dirt nap. If players want to drop down and go deeper into the gulch, they do so at their own risk. Mm. The trolls are brave, or dumb, enough to move into the gulch. They either haven't noticed that the rocks are deadly or they don't care. There's also a small presence of devouring earth mm-hmm. in the form of some bees, but they're so minor and easy to kill it's barely worth mentioning. Oh, just swarms. Mm, that's what it sounds like. The Vazalok have also crept into the gulch, but they tend to keep their distance from the interior of the gulch and hang back near the perimeter where the dirt is soft and shovels are plentiful. And then she says she made no changes to the caverns. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Eastgate Heights. This is another combo city slash hazard neighborhood. The spawns are for one to five players, and the level range is also 13 to 15. Originally, this area was dedicated to Circle of Thorns, but now has brought in skulls, hellions, and trolls to flesh out the edges of the zone. But as you get closer to the tops of the peaks, it's all circle all the time. There are also some Sioux, but they're sneaky, and you never know when they're going to drop in. Hmm. Since there is such a large circle presence, there is also legacy chain presence to, to thwart them. So, I mean, you're definitely getting a new mix, which is oh, good, because yeah. that was a really kind of, you know, uh, eh. it's a good <laughs> thing they're redoing it. It'll be fun to go in there and see what they do. Definitely. And then for mission changes, the mission doors um, pulled every single mission door from the zone and reassigned it to a specific contact and that contact's neighborhood. What this means is no longer will players have to fly across the deadly Grendel's Gulch at level 5 for their Frostfire mission at the other end of the zone, dodging spawns that can make mincemeat of them in a few short hits. Yay! I know. Also (laughs) added mission doors to Grendel's Gulch Caves, Eastgate Park Manhole Covers, and Eastgate Heights Caves and COT, so that players continue to remain within their own neighborhoods in which their contact is located. The exception is Meg Mason 
Wilson, who is located in Cherry Hills, and will send players across the zone depending on their level, which makes sense. I think it's going to make it so much easier to go through that zone. Oh, absolutely. And then for repeatable missions, the new contact, Meg Mason, she hands out repeatable missions for each neighborhood. She's located in Cherry Hills by the abandoned water tower on the hill Mm -hmm. where the SG Teleport exit point is. So Mm -hmm. it'll be like zoom, zoom, there you are. And also noted that there's a very wide path to the contacts um, to make it easier for people to get from one to the other instead of Mm -hmm. having to pray for a speed boost and getting zipped around or, you know, wearing down your packs. So that'll be a lot nicer. And then there's one silly thing. And I know you're looking at me like, you're talking too long, but there's a (laughs) silly thing. Back Alley Brawler's new signature on his, you know, Uh thingamajiggy. Um... I'm going to let you click it because it's about the Talsorian and the Rularu weapons in action. So he's got a hyperlink on there that he wanted people to see. If people were interested, they could see it. So you have to control click on it or whatever the control button is on your little Mac here. (laughs) I know, right? I had to share the Rickroll. There will be a link. There will be a link. I just loved it because I actually clicked it thinking it's going to be like, you know, a pence, you know, a, like a stick figure of like, you know, some little ratty thing. And right. I was, he got me so good. I was not, ex- I was, re- I was expecting some sarcastic thing. I was not expecting the Rickroll. You rock, Babs. You got me. <laughs> so that's it for news. There's more, but this is all that I thought Chooch would let me sneak in. So there you go. <laughs> And I forgot at the beginning that there's a couple COH podcast related news items. Oh, well, let's go. Directly us news. Pray tell Lord Chooch, what do we have? <laughs> well, as a lot of people have noticed, the site got a facelift. And what a nice facelift. Yes, I got, you know, the, the original theme that was on the site was always meant to be a temporary, mm-hmm. let's get going, let's get started. And so now it actually got some attention and uh, yeah. and leveled up, as <laughs> some people posted. We had such funny comments. <laughs> I got a free respect. <laughs> so cute. And um, along with that, I have replaced the limited photo gallery yes with an entirely new very flexible photo gallery yes. that actually will give credit to whoever makes their pic you know whoever uploads pictures mm-hmm. um you can caption pictures you can comment on pictures yeah. a multiple photo album so it's just way 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 better yeah. and it met my core criteria which was you don't need a new name and password you Yay. just use your existing name and password now the existing pictures I took out of the old one and put in the new one, but there was nothing crediting who had posted it. Right. So um, just if you send me a note through email or either a comment on a picture or, you know, a private message on the site, which photos are yours, and, and then I'll assign them to your username. And then that way you have the rights to modify and caption them, change them, do whatever cool. you need to do. Um, and there were a couple that the actual file name yeah. was, and I haven't assigned those ones yet. But okay. I will do those um, When sometime. things simmer down. <laughs> it's been hectic here, guys. Yeah. And in addition to the gallery, yes. I went ahead 
and created official forums. Yay! So we have our listener forums. Yay! Now, I'm implementing them as, like, I paused what I was doing Mm -hmm. to finish it off to come and record this. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to do some quick editing and post it. So um, as this posts, I'm going to be finalizing Mm-hmm. But so by the time you hear this, everything should work. Should. Should. Uh, yes. There's the, the operative word. word. And once again, same username, same password. Yeah. You don't have to register anything new. The one change, though, is that when you go to log into the site, mm-hmm. if you have an existing cohpodcast.com username, when you click the login, it's actually going to take you to the forum to log in. Okay. So if you had uh, your username and password cached, you oh. may have to type it in again now because it's right. going to be a technically a different form. Right. So, um, but as soon as you log in once, mm-hmm. it's going to, it'll let you cache it and it's yeah. not going to log you out automatically unless you choose to log out. Gotcha. Um, so that's the one thing that's a little weird that, you know, if you think you're going to be commenting on a post, mm-hmm. you're actually going to be taken to the forum. Okay. And I created a forum for episode feedback. Yes. So you can either put comments directly on the individual episodes on the site or just in the little feedback form. Yeah. Cool. Either and place. it looks really cool, folks. Yeah. You worked hard on it. And if you do it in the feedback forum, then then it's actually threaded and everything, so you can follow conversations better, which That's is cool. pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, one of the forums is, or two of them are specifically ones for suggestions for the show, mm-hmm. and one is for suggestions for the website and the forums and cool. that sort of thing. So different places to put different things that you'd like to see. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, a lot of people have asked for forums, and now we got and. Yeah. So use them. We, Why haven't you clicked on it already? <laughs> it's been up there a whole not yet posted yet. And you yeah, haven't posted anything yet. It's not quite ready yet. I like when we post a show and within three minutes, there's already a download. So yeah. I expect <laughs> I'm going to be watching folks as soon as this thing goes live. I'm going to be mm-hmm. looking to see who's posted. And we don't want to disappoint you because he worked really hard while I was stoned. <laughs> <laughs> He took a break from laughing at me to do it. <laughs> He's actually been <laughs> working on this tough. for a while. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's actually been working on this for a while trying to get this up, and we decided to hold it until we could announce it. And so here yeah. it is. Yay. So we're going to take a quick break. Quick break. And then we're going to jump into our interview. Awesome. With Rich. I wanted to say something. Okay. We One of the comments. We are not going to do comments and feedback this episode, mm, right. even though we have a ton of love from you guys, because it's going to run so long. But I did want to point out one comment that we had that made me go, so my God. Okay. And that was that we had played the promo for Scott Sigler's book coming out mm-hmm. on April 1st, Infected. And he actually posted a comment saying, thanks for playing the promo. And so I was just like excited. So I'm just <laughs> saying, yay, cool. Scott Sigler posted on our little site. <laughs> so if you haven't heard of it, go look at it. It's very yeah. cool. I, April 1st, that's, Scott Sigler infected. It's an awesome story. Very good book. If, yes. you, if you like horror, suspense. Gore. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> it's too gross for me, but Chooch loves it. <laughs> And I remembered another piece of news yes. that, yeah, voicemail-wise, yes, 
we use a free service called K7 for voicemails. Mm -hmm. And they have this peculiar little thing where if you don't actually get any voicemails for 30 days, they delete your account. What? And they deleted our account. Because we didn't have any voicemails for the last 30 days. But we have some today. Do we? I checked COH Podcast and we had two things that... Really? Were they from K7? I don't know. I just They were probably from K7 when I registered for a new account. Oh, no. Did we lose the number? <laughs> yes. So we have a new phone number. Guys, you have to call more often. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to blame you, but... <laughs> what? That's so yeah. rude. So we have a new phone number posted Thanks. on the website. Thanks. But I want the old ones back. Does uh, this one spell gone. anything? No. It still does not spell bupkis. Wow. Apparently... Uh, a couple of years ago, K7 would let you see a list of numbers and actually pick specific numbers. Yeah. And you could like, you could go for, and actually Scott Sigler's line, his is 206-666-GORE. And that was back when you were able to pick them. Can't do that now. Yeah. I couldn't get. That's okay, because we would have lost get it anyway. 206 Bubkiss. So. Wes, what's the new number? It's on the website. I didn't actually write it down or anything. Oh my god, you noob. <laughs> it drives people to the website. Oh, so I shouldn't go look at it. <laughs> I, was, I was so excited because I thought we had voicemails to play on the next episode. And you didn't yeah, even I'm tell sorry. me what I mentioned that earlier. Okay, guys, we'll forgive you. I guess we'll have to start calling the voicemail line just to like keep it fresh. Huh? Yeah, I'll have to do a weekly checkup. <laughs> yeah, we got to get on the ball with that because, yeah. That'll be a new feature. New feature. Juch and Viv, refresh the voicemail line. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's me. It's Don't me. take it away. Click. <laughs> Keep. <laughs> Once. Okay, so we'll have the new number listed on the website. And yeah, we're sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Slacker noobs. <laughs> All right, so now. Promo time? Promo time. Weekend and then promo. interview time. Cool. See you guys in a minute. <laughs> You gave me many names. Anat, the Moragan, Athena, but never found my true one, Sive the Shining. The Fae have chosen to live apart from you. After all that we have given, you humans deserve nothing from us. That was until I discovered the Bard, possessing a fearsome power that might save my people from annihilation. This Shakespeare will serve me, whether he cares to or no. Come, let me show you how the Dark Goddess can change minds of mere mortals. Chasing the Bard The award-nominated dark fantasy Written and produced by Philippa Ballantyne Subscribe at www.chasingthebard.com there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of. The roughest and the toughest, the UK in the house! And we're back. 
So a few people had asked about some villain information. A few people were very passionate about yes. wanting villain information <laughs> and trying to lure us to the dark side. Right. So it's hard to say whether they just wanted us, wanted to corrupt us, or just wanted the info. Well, and we know we know somebody like that. There was somebody that for over a year that was trying to lure us to the dark side and actually got us there a couple of times. <laughs> for some brief tour. Yeah. So we invited our buddy over, who mm-hmm. has a lot of experience with villains, mm-hmm. to kind of help us out and share it with you. And so, we have him on the line. His name's Rich. Hey, Rich. Hi. <laughs> I'm <am> here. <laughs> very glad you could join us. Oh, thank and you. So, glad to be here. How long have you been playing Villain's side? Uh, I started playing Villain's shortly after um, issue six came out, which, of course, is City of Villains. Uh, I started in January of uh, 06. And I think issue six, City of Villains, came out the previous October. Okay. Wow. So I've been uh, I've been with it for most of the time. Yeah. Did you start Hero side or did you start Villain side? What was the first side that you logged into? Well, you know, it's funny because uh, a, a buddy of mine, a roommate of mine at the time, was a beta tester for City of Heroes way back when. And I got to play using his account. I got to play a little bit, and I think I made a, uh, a scrapper or a tanker or something. Uh, so I played a little bit in City of Heroes beta. Oh, okay. But then afterwards, at, and at the time I was playing Star Wars Galaxies, and I just finished playing uh, Dark Age of Camelot. Ah. And, and I wasn't really interested in devoting time and, and whatnot to... Uh, playing another MMO. Right. So so I played around with his beta a little bit, but uh, but didn't do anything until January of 06 uh, when another friend of mine asked me to to play. You know, he he was playing City of Villains, City of Heroes, and uh, and he kept showing me the game, and I kept saying, no, I don't want to do another MMO. <laughs> but, uh, but finally, I, I decided to go ahead and give it a try and and uh i bought city of villains cool yeah that's a long time to play too that's awesome well yeah it's it's been fun and and of course uh i i bought city of villains and i logged on and the game just lagged terribly on my uh-huh. computer so i ended up uh you know putting 1300 bucks into a new computer <laughs> just to play this city of villains and it enriched your life Oh, yeah. That never happens. I don't know anybody who's bought a computer to play a video game. Me either. <laughs> yeah. You actually have several accounts in your house, too, because you've got your now wife addicted to the game, as well as her two kids. Yes, we have uh, we have six accounts in the house. <laughs> I, I have two accounts. My wife has two accounts. And the kids have one account each. Wow! So, so we're running six accounts. That's awesome. Of course, not not obviously not all of them on at once. Not usually. Uh, although, <laughs> although with my laptop and my desktop, I can run both of my accounts at the same time. Right. <laughs> not that we've ever seen you do that either. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just I've our... even been known to run accounts on uh, on two different servers at the same time. Oh, good lord! I think I've actually <laughs> yeah. seen that with your globals run into. It's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so we actually ran into you 
probably within the first month that Chooch and I started playing mm -hmm. on Hero Side. Yeah. And we just right. like hit it off so well and have just been, we were SG mates for a long time. And then you started your own SG and, has, and you've done great with it. And you've got your whole family and yours and it's really cool. And some other friends that we play with. Um, but let me ask you this. What is it that compels you to play? Because um, I know you play City of Villains more than City of Heroes. What is it that for you is, and then we'll go into an interview, but I've, this is just something I've always wanted to know, is what makes you want to sure. play villain side more than hero side? Uh, Paragon City is far too clean and sterile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's, it's, a, it's a great setting, and I like City of Heroes. I like the archetypes. But, uh, but I always come back to City of Villains because... It's just a lot more interesting to me, right? Uh, on, on the whole, and, and 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 not to say that City of Heroes and Paragon City isn't interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just I think the Rogue Isles and City of Villains is more interesting, and and it's certainly a lot more colorful. Yeah. Well, so why don't you give us an overview then, and then you can explain what that means? Because I've seen, you know, I've seen little pieces of it. I think I got I I built a brute right and put it in your SG on your server. I think it was a brute. You build a couple of things. I, I think at one time you had a, a plant dominator right. for, for one or two levels. Right. But there was one that I played up into the teens. It's the highest I've ever gotten. And I think it was a brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Sweet 16-something. Right. <laughs> right. So I've seen a little piece of the early levels a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a little bit of the you know early teen content a little bit. But... Um, just kind of, if you could expand all of that for us, and because you've got two, sure. you've got two level fifties on villain side, or I do, you do have two, yes. and so I, you know, like the beginning to end content, because I know that you and your wife make make the time to make sure that you cover a lot of the content, especially your favorite content. So can you just kind of yes. give us an overview breakdown kind of thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's uh, some some chief differences between City of Villains and City of Heroes. Uh, for one thing, City of Villains has only seven zones. Mm. And City of Heroes, of course, has, what, 21 or 22 zones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's not including uh, Rick D. War Zone, which is a co-op zone, or, or Pocket D. Um, so City of Villains is a much more concise game. And uh, and it's it's a lot more... You, you know that you, you travel from this island to this island to the next island in a specific order based on level. Oh, okay. Whereas in city of heroes, you have so many different options. You know, when you're level 10 to 15, you've got steel Canyon. You've got skyway city. You've at 15, you can go to founder of uh, fault line. Mm -hmm. Plus at, at level 10 to 15, you can still be in King's row. Right. And hollows. And the hollows has content from 10 to 15. So with city of heroes, there's so much, more content mm -hmm. that to me it starts to get confusing i start to wonder should i be in this zone yet should i should i be in the next zone already you know gotcha. right. but with but with city of villains you could tell me what level you are and i'll tell you exactly what zone you're supposed to be in you know right off the top of my head because mm -hmm. it's a lot more concise and linear gotcha so along with the lessons there's a lot less contacts in each zone or yes there there are a lot less contacts each zone has Anywhere from two to four contacts, except for Granville, which has uh, six or seven contacts. They mm. they really packed Granville full of content. Of course, it, from level 40 to 50, you're going to be doing a lot more simply because XP is slower. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, like in City of Heroes, there's so many contexts and mission chains, story arcs, you know, you can kind of have oh, multiple. you get lost. Yeah. <laughs> right. Multiple arcs and multiple lo- in multiple zones. And it's kind of hard to know, okay, where do I go next? And if you're trying to follow a story arc, sometimes that helps because it can take you to multiple yeah. zones, but you're still bouncing around a lot. So the villain contexts, exactly. are they also like level specific linear? Like you kind of yeah, go from contact much. to contact? You can. One of the things I like to do is when I go to a new zone is I do enough newspaper missions to get a mayhem mission mm-hmm. and of course in city of heroes the equivalent is doing police scanner missions to get a safeguard mission mm-hmm. and uh and at the end of a mayhem mission you get a new contact so one of the things i like to do as soon as i get to a new zone in city of villains is i do sufficient newspaper missions to get enough mayhem missions to get all the contacts in the zone Oh, wow. okay. And it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't because, like I said, most most zones only have uh, three or four contacts. Right. And then, of course, I have a pool of contacts to bounce back and forth from. But the level range of the contacts pretty much match the level range of the zone. Okay. Well, I was wondering, do you ever get to actually see Lord Recluse? There's a large skyscraper in the center of Granville at the top of a skyscraper. You can find the four patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in a single room and also in the room is Lord Recluse himself and he stands on a little uh, dais with a podium and he's always shaking his fist around and <laughs> and and he's and that's who of course you go to, to uh, click on for the Lord Recluse strike force right there's not as many strike forces in villains as there are in heroes right in heroes every member of the freedom phalanx has a strike force right and then and then in Striga, you've got strike forces for Moon Girl or Moon Child, whatever her name is, <laughs> Moon Base Alpha, whatever her name is. Um, and then and Burke Holder has a strike force, and and Doctor Whoever in Peregrine Island has a strike uh, a task force. Excuse me. <laughs> so in Heroes, there are task forces everywhere. In Villains, there's only um, one, two, three, four. Five. There's there's five strike forces. Oh wow! Uh, not including not including the uh, respec mission strike forces. So there's not many strike forces in uh, villains. Um, in in heroes, every time you level up, you go see a superhero to uh, to to train. Right? You you got, you got back alley brawler. You got uh, Miss Liberty. You've got Minx. Uh huh. Um, Luminary. You got all these heroes, superheroes that you train up with. Right. Uh, in villains, you don't train with any villains. You train with Arachnos Arbiters or Arbiters. Mm, okay. I, I always say Arbiters. Uh, it drives my, my wife crazy. <laughs> uh, I purposely mispronounce a lot of things. Uh, really just to hear people try to correct me <laughs> and, and to drive my wife nuts. I say Arbiter when the word is Arbiter. You know, anyway. Nerva Avocado. Nerva Avocado, <laughs> sure. <laughs> in Heroes, you've got the uh, Hero Core. What, what's the group called? Hero Core. Um, the, the ones that change your difficulty rating. Yeah, the field analysts. Field analysts. They're, they, all, they all belong to that, that, uh, that group. They all wear the blue uniforms. Right. And villains, the, the people that change your, your difficulty rating are all Arachnos Fate Weavers. Uh-huh. Who who are who are all you know supposedly really high level super powerful Fortunatas. So there are a lot of differences in gameplay 
between villains and heroes. Not you know not just archetypes or power sets or this and that. There are a lot of uh, superficial differences. Uh-huh. The biggest difference, of course, is that there's a third as many zones. It's it's very linear. You know what zone you're supposed to be in at what level. Although, of course, in Granville, I see a lot of uh, level tens and twenties hanging around Granville. Well, that was one I, of I my that, that was one of my questions was if you have a PL zone like Peregrine Island is on Hero side. That would be Granville. Okay. I was going to say, since you've taken uh, Viv on a tour of everything, I guess there aren't any security zones or, you know, that you have to have a minimal minimum no. level to get into. Uh, there's there's one now as of uh, issue 10. I think it was 10. With issue 10, they brought Hamadon to Villain Side. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And the zone... That's the Abyss, right? I guess there's two zones, actually. So, yeah, the Hamadon hangs out in the Abyss, and I think that's level... F- 45 and above that would match the hive on hero side so that's probably right and there's also monster island which is a level 40 plus zone which has nothing but but uh huge gargantuan uh devouring earth guys on it like like those rock those rock guys yeah Uh, okay uh it, it, it you know it reminds me of uh jurassic park there's a one island there in monster island where uh, there's like a, an abandoned facility and all over this island are Richty monkeys. <laughs> so it's a good place to go to get your uh, zookeeper badge. Yeah. Of course, with the invasions, with the Richty invasions, you can get you can get a pretty good chunk of your zookeeper badge just by participating in, in invasions. Mm-hmm. So, at, so before issue 10, there were no security zones. But after issue 10, there's two. 140 and above and 145 and above. Hmm. There's uh, much less uh, giant monsters in City of Villains. There's uh, there's only there's Death Surge. There's Ghost of Scrapyard. There's um, the Arachnos Flyer. That counts as one too, doesn't it? The Ara- it's it's yes, but it's interesting because it's not labeled as a giant monster. Oh, okay. Uh, in your in your in your target window, it doesn't say giant monsters. I think it just says Arachnos Flyer. Huh. Hmm. Uh, but but it counts as a giant monster. There's one in Nerva, which I've never seen. You have to, according to the rumor, because I've never seen it, uh-huh. you have to defeat X number of Nerva spectral demons uh, before it spawns. And supposedly it its appearance is a giant gargantuan Nerva spectral demon. Oh, wow. Um, I've never seen it. I've never... I've never heard broadcast or help messages, hey, come defeat the giant monster. I know it exists because I've I've heard of people doing it, but I've just never seen it myself. Huh. Wow. And I wanna say that's it for giant monsters. Just just four. Mm. Mm. Wow. There might be a fifth one that I'm not thinking of offhand. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's all right. It's not like not like uh the dozen or so that you find in heroes. Right. And there's cool. certainly room for more. Uh, in Cap, in Cap, there's a lot of uh, clockworks. I don't see why they can't build a, a paladin yeah. sort of deal there. Sure. You know? So there's there's room for, for more giant monsters. They just uh, they just aren't there. Um, if you want to talk about the different archetypes and how they're made up, because they're, like you were saying, they're kind of combinations of things. Right. That'd uh, be great. Okay. Uh, in City of Villains, you have, uh, of course, five archetypes that are different 
than the five archetypes in City of Heroes. Uh, there are some similarities. If you take a close look at them, you'll find certain uh, matches. Brutes are a neat archetype. They're probably my favorite archetype in villains. Yeah. Uh, and they are basically the primary set from scrappers and the secondary or and the, and the primary set from tankers okay. as a secondary set. So so they are high damage and high hit points. Wow. But they they are also curtailed a bit with their with their fury bar. They are classified as high damage, but their damage starts out like medium damage. Mm-hmm. But but as they fight, as they get hurt, as the as the battle goes on, um, their fury bar goes up, and it's and it's a gold bar that's underneath the endurance bar. Okay, their their fury bar builds, and their damage output builds with it. So if in in a uh, lengthy fight, or if you go from fight to fight to fight, and you build up your fury bar, they are definitely high damage. Wow. Uh, beat down, uh, as an example, my 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 brute beat down is a super strength invulnerability brute. Mm-hmm. And he, when my fury bar is 50% or more, he is just devastating. I love B-Down. B-Down's a good character. <laughs> and plus, plus, he won a beauty pageant. Yeah, he has a fan club. Yes, he does have a fan club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have screenshots. I have fraps to prove it. <laughs> so that's brutes. Uh, stalkers are uh, a little more unique. They they are a melee archetype mm-hmm. with the hit points of blasters. Ah. So they're high damage, medium health or hit points. Mm-hmm. They can be frail if, you, if, if caught off guard, just as frail as blasters. They can potentially, they can do the most single hit damage in the game. Uh, stalkers have a, a an assassination strike right. um, that, when properly administered from hiding, can wipe out you know blasters and and controllers and and uh, uh, defenders and take a really good chunk out of scrappers and uh, tankers. Yeah, from what I've seen, that's pretty much the only power they have because in the PvP zones, that seems to be all they ever do. Well, you know, uh, in the PvP zones, stalkers are uh, a lot of them, and I'm sure I'll get feedback from stalkers who who will tell me different. But uh, my first fifty was a stalker. Of course, I don't do a lot of PvP, mm-hmm. but stalkers tend to be, I think, hit and run agents. Uh, they do their assassin strike. They do they do one or two of their other big hit strikes, and if if they haven't defeated you, they run away mm-hmm. because. Uh, in a stand-up fight, uh, a stalker will will be taken out f- fairly easily. My stalker, who was who was named on on guard until the name change thing came along, then I remade on guard as a dual blades brute, which is the way he should have been, the way I envisioned him to begin with uh-huh. two years ago. But ended up having to be a ninja sword stalker because that was the only villain type that had a sword. Uh, on guard is a ninja sword super reflexes stalker. And I love super reflexes because I never get hit. <laughs> However, on those on those occasions that I do get hit, I get wiped out. Super reflexes is uh possibly or, or probably the best 
defense in the game as a set. Yeah, a lot uh, of but, scrappers feel that way. <laughs> yeah, but if something gets through, uh, you, you, you take half your health, boom, in one hit. Wow. Um, so stalkers are hit and run. If they can't defeat you in... If they can't defeat you with their assassin strike and and one or two of their heavy hitting attacks, they flee. Yeah, and 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 only the most brazen stalkers go after groups of heroes. Oh yeah. Um, corruptors are a neat archetype. They have basically they have the primary set of blasters. And as their secondary set, they have the primary set of defenders. Okay. So they uh, they do a lot of range damage as their main thing, as their primary set. But their secondary set is is all about buffing or debuffing. Mm-hmm. The the one set that they don't have from the defender primary is empathy. Mm-hmm. So there are no empathy villains. Which is what I looked for that when we built. To go on the dark side with you, I had actually looked for an empathy type thing, and that was the closest I found to it. Yeah, the uh, the closest you'll get is thermal, which is uh, which has a, a that's right two healing powers, mm-hmm. and uh, and and uh, slash radiation, which has two or three healing powers. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I thought it was weird somebody set me on fire. Right, it's like hello, <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you Most so much. Violent and, uh, buff I've seen. I know, right? <laughs> and, and and they need to fix that. Uh, what is that power called? Uh, heat, warmth, warmth. When warmth goes off, it's uh, visually it's it's neat. It's like green fire, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it heals you, but the but the audio portion of it is much too loud. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I don't I can't. I can't believe that's done on purpose because it's just it's much more loud than other powers in the game. It's it's crazy loud. It's almost uh, if you're not if you're not ready for it, if you're intent on your fight, it, it startles you. Mm-hmm. Well, that may be what happened to me because I know that when we got because we were running through Mercy Island and got hit with it, and it was like, "Holy crap! What the heck? I'm on fire! What was that <laughs> noise? It was very startling because, of course, I'd never seen it before." So I maybe that played something into it, and I just didn't notice the volume because I was so busy freaking out that I was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so corruptors are neat. I like corruptors. They are, I, I believe, they're classified as high damage, medium health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of a lot of you know good ranged damage, and uh, and buffs. It's just like having a a combination blaster defender. Cool. <laughs> and then there's uh, there's dominators. Uh, on the outset, dominators appear to be much like controllers, uh, but there's a difference. They, the dominator's primary set is like the controller's primary set. Mm-hmm. The their secondary set is like a blaster's secondary set. Okay. So they they have a lot of controls, a lot of holds and sleeps and immobilizes and 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 powers like that. But then they can also rely on doing some uh, some some close in, uh, almost melee uh, type damage, like blasters can do. Yeah. So dominators are a neat archetype, and uh, and their special gimmick is uh, domination. Right, I remember that. Yeah, it's kind of like the fury bar for brutes. The the more they stay in battle, the more their team fights, their domination bar builds up, and and of course domination bars 
is located. It's a gold bar located directly beneath the endurance bar, mm-hmm. the blue endurance bar. Uh, and and when that hits ninety percent and higher, your domination button becomes visible on your power tray. And when you click that, you you explode in a in a blinding white burst of light. It's really <laughs> impressive. You, you explode. You you get this sparkle this uh, sparkle of uh, different colors, and your controls all all your holds and immobilizes and sleeps whatever become very accurate and very strong and last longer wow. um uh you can if, if if you're dominating you can for instance hold a boss on one hit wow um or hold an elite boss or arch villain on on, on two hits whatever wow so when a dominator is dominating uh their 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 controls are uber that sounds it. Uh, let's see. The final archetype, of course, is Masterminds, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is nothing like anything in Heroes. Masterminds get a number of pets that are controllable, and the pets really act as damage output powers. If you, if you really want to boil it down, Masterminds are a lot like blasters. Mm-hmm. With a different look, instead of instead of uh, uh, instead of the the visual effect of the power coming out of your hands, for instance, it just comes from one of your pets. Oh, okay. So your so your pets are just kind of mobile uh, points of of power, basically. And there are different kinds of pets. There are there are mercenaries who have guns. There are ninjas who have uh, arrows and swords. There are robots who have like laser weapons, and there are zombies who uh, uh, they, they they smack you in melee. They they smack you around. Uh, they can also spit on you like like Vasilok, uh, oh. <laughs> uh guys. The they have swords, um, and the and the last one are thugs. Thugs are ranged, but they're like short range. They they all have pistols and submachine guns and stuff like that. And the and the secondary power set for masterminds is like uh, defender primary sets. So there's a lot of again there's a lot of buffing and debuffing. But uh, masterminds are cool. Once you're twenty level twenty six, you basically have if you if you've taken there's there's three powers that give you pets. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's like a low level one. There's like a mid level one and a high level one. And if you take all three powers, which ninety five percent of the masterminds do, you'll have six pets by the time you're level twenty six. Wow, six pets, and uh, three will be low level, two will be mid level, and one will be high level. Cool. Yeah. The illusion controller on hero side gets three different types of pets. You get spectral terror. Terror, Phantom Army, and Phantasm, but they're not like quote controllable the way that I've seen the controls because the controls for the masterminds are similar to the ones for those giant mechas. Um, in yes. the what's the name of that high level uh, recluse victory? Recluse, recluse victory, right? So it, the controls are like that though, right? With the heal yes, you, and all of could, that stuff. You can direct them where to go. You can direct them where who who to fight. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, uh, direct them to run away. You can direct them to do a lot of things, and and they stick around. It's not like uh, 
it's not like the Phantom Army for for illusionist controllers where they're there for two minutes and then they disappear until the power recharges. Right. For masterminds, once you summon your pets, they're there until they get killed or you summon them again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can feed them inspirations. Is that right? Yes. You can you can feed them inspirations. You can heal them. I'm not entirely sure you can buff them, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm thinking you can. I know I know you can put force fields on them. Hmm. So I'm guessing you can buff them if you have if mm-hmm. you have a fire shield or or anything like that. You you can buff them. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I th- I know I know you can. I know you can. Cool. So just strike all that uh, doubt. <laughs> um, the the illusionist controller pets are uh, what I call dumb pets. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you you summon them, they do their thing, or not, depending on how <laughs> the, the game is feeling at the moment. Right. Um, they attack things you don't want them to attack and and whatever, but, but uh, Mastermind pets are comparably a lot more controllable. Hmm. Cool. They are one-man armies. <laughs> or one-woman armies. There you go. <laughs> I was saying, you know, what about us girls? Yeah. One, can't one fight two Yeah, there are no girls in video games. They're just guys in real life. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Um so that's the archetypes. Very cool. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Daniel Sharabi had it all. 126 to 90! If the championship game has ever seen a shellacking like that before, I've never heard of it. Athletic achievement, good looks. You think that was good? Wait till tonight. And the love of his life, Rebecca. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Bex and I are going to try to get approved as the start of the new breeding cell. But Daniel and his friends are members of the Psy Collective, the worldwide brotherhood of telepaths. And they're about to find out that the needs of the many... Every population is limited by the number of fertile wombs available. What if our powers aren't strong enough? What if they decide we aren't good enough to qualify for the breeding cells? Outweigh the needs of the few. Your powers aren't strong enough. We do not need low-powered males to become fathers. Shh. It's okay. No, it's not. They're going to send you away from me. Now... As the Collective prepares for a gangland war against its greatest enemy... All of us may soon be dead. Look, sir. Trouble's coming. A telepathic prodigy becomes a pawn in the struggle for power. Scary. How strong do you think she is? One of the strongest I've seen. Daniel and his friends must decide whose side they're on. I can't believe he didn't tell you. Malcolm Ardvalos, the vampire prince? Elder, I would like to invoke the right of bounty. Shoot to kill. My god, what have you done? And how far they're willing to go, or how much they're willing to change, to keep what they love. Hi, I'm Danny. Danny Sharabi. Never thought of that, did you? Metamore City, Making the Cut, is the first novel in the world of Metamore City, written by Chris Lester, featuring a full voice cast, sound effects, and music to bring the story off the page and into your ears. Brilliant. Available exclusively on the Metamore City podcast. Tune in on Sunday, December 30th, 2007, and be there for the beginning. Sounds perfect. Metamore City. 
making the cut. Family has its price. I made a deal. I didn't. www.metamorcity.com That's M-E-T-A-M-O-R city.com So now the big question for me, what do you think about the villain epic archetypes that were announced for the I-12 upcoming release? That's a very good question. Uh, I And, and uh, it's neat because, uh, of course, they released that information yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so after work, I'm logging on and I see, you know, issue 12 information. So I click on that and I'm reading it and of course the, the first thing i see which which i th- i think is not the first thing listed but the first thing my eyes see <laughs> are are you know villain epic archetypes yeah your eyes just naturally skimmed to the yeah. important stuff <laughs> yeah you know well we've been we've been uh uh cheated out of those for so long <laughs> yeah you know when when uh, issue 8 released i'm sorry issue 7 when issue 7 released and and uh, granville and and the high level content was opened up. Uh, you know, where are the villain archetypes? Where where the where the epic archetypes? You know, right. we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're cheated. Um, <laughs> but uh, now they're finally coming out. And 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 what do I think of them? Is your question? Um, of course, what they're saying is that you can be uh, there's two, and you start out as either an arachnos wolf spider mm-hmm. or an arachnos blood widow. Right. Mm-hmm. And the wolf spiders can branch. Into either crab spiders with those cool uh, multiple armed backpacks, right? Um, or bane spiders with some stealth ability and 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 those uh, maces. Mm-hmm. The blood widows, on the other hand, can branch out at some at some point, which I'm guessing will be level twenty. That's that's my guess. I was um, wondering if they're going to match Keldians, mm-hmm. where you know one level you can do one, and at another level you could do like switch forms like a Keldian or. For a trifle? No, probably not. I wouldn't I don't think so. Think yeah. so. From what I was reading, it's it's an actual branch. You choose right. to go one way or the other. Right. right. It specifically right. says branching. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And and like I said, my my guess will be level twenty is where you branch. Yeah. That makes sense. That, that, that's that's mark that down as my guess now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Noted. <laughs> we'll post a betting pool. And we'll see. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the blood widows can branch off into either. Fortunatas or Night Widows. Mm-hmm. Um, so in essence, even though you start with two, we're really getting four. Right. We're getting we're getting four epic archetypes. Mm-hmm. So take that, heroes. Faced. <laughs> 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 we waited longer, but uh, we get four. Well, yeah, um, but ours are still. We have two triforms. Hello. Yeah, I know they yeah. suck. <laughs> Never mind. You get, you, get, I just... uh, you, get, you get worms. <sighs> we get yeah. worms or crabs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, neither. <laughs> no, no. You'd rather have worms or crabs. I know. You go to the doctor for either in real life. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. Jeez. Um... <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, What do I think about it? Uh, you know, my initial 
thought was disappointment. Really? Yes, because I would have hoped for or would have rather seen something more unique. Mm-hmm. Like like Kildians. That's true, yeah. You know, uh, I, I would have liked to have seen maybe Coralax, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of Coralax archetypes mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Something something unique, almost alien. Um, and that was and that was my initial opinion. Yeah. But giving it more thought, it fits the storyline of of City of Villains. Yeah. Much more. Uh, from the from the very beginning uh, of City of Villains, when you're when you're breaking out of the Zig, they refer to you as a destined one. Right. And and that you have this great destiny before you that uh, will affect the world and affect Arachnos and affect Lord Recluse. Mm-hmm. And and you're always referred to as one of the destined ones. Right. So really, these epic archetypes f- fit very well with that concept and that storyline. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really as disappointed as I initially was. They They do seem cool. And of course, like I said, we get four archetypes. You start with two, but you get four. Right. And 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 as long as they're done well, I think they'll be cool. Yeah. I think they'll be cool. I I, I can't wait to see them. I'm I'm sure I'll I'll uh, as soon as issue twelve drops, I'll be one of the uh, hundreds of thousands of players creating. <laughs> well, there's not that many really. Yeah. You know. You know. I find a lot more people play heroes than than play villains. Right. And sometimes it's it's difficult to find teams uh, for for different strike forces or or whatnot in villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I try to participate on the global uh, chat channels, mm-hmm. like uh, like Champion BMT or whatever, right? Everyone's playing heroes. Everyone's playing heroes and talking heroes and and teaming up for heroes and you know. And I go in there and I'm like, hey, forty six. Brute LFT, you know, any team, any teaming going on, and mm-hmm. and if and most of the time I, I I don't get a reply or I get get uh, very few replies. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so that's another difference. I think there there are fewer people playing villains than than heroes. Right, and and I see that a lot in the forums, and I hear that a lot too. Yeah, actually, I was reading the City of Heroes forums about the. Uh, epic archetypes the the villain epic archetypes and a lot of the responses there stated oh now i've got to get my villain to 50 oh you know now i need to go back to playing villains i got to work on my villain guy right. now the incentives there now yeah and uh and it's just further reflection that there's that there's less villain players or, or or people that 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 play villains a lot right. as opposed to people that play heroes a lot why do you think that is the the limited content or no I don't think it's limited content I think it's more that for one thing City of Heroes was around for 2 years longer than City of Villains mm-hmm. and plus I think most people that play enjoy playing the hero right as, as opposed to enjoy playing the villain mm-hmm. they've dreamed their whole life of being a hero someday you know from when they're little kids it's more of an immersion sure, thing sure. The, the, the comic books are about superman not right. about lex Luthor. right yeah. you know, the comic books are about the avengers not about uh kang the conqueror's next master plan you know mm-hmm. so i think the game lends more to hero play than villain play 
Well, one thing I wanted to ask was that, you know, normally I find, normally, of course, I find hero side that the majority of players are either non-interfering, um, even frequently helpful if you ask for help and broadcast many times, you'll get it. Um, they don't, uh, with the exception of the Peach Pit and Atlas Park kind of area, you don't get a lot of shout downs and things like that. You, the childish stuff tends to stay in Atlas Park, but um how do you compare that to the COV player base? Do you see them as being helpful or do you see them more trying to do the immersion um, role playing? I'm a villain. I'm not going to help anybody. I'm here for myself. Uh, I see about half and half. I see people helping each other, you know, villainous camaraderie. I certainly run around helping people. Uh, I help people in broadcast chat or help chat. Or if I see somebody fighting and I'm, and I'm playing one of my corruptors with a heel, I'll run up and heal them mm -hmm. and then run off again. I, so I see that about half the time, but then about the other half of the time, I, I see I see some uh, almost rude behavior. Mm -hmm. I see people or I, I read people in, in broadcast chat on occasion, on rare occasion, uh, bad mouthing other people or, or making fun of people. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody says, hey, you know, why are you doing that? They might reply because I'm a villain, you know. Right. And and it's and it's kind of uh, okay. It's, it's this kind of player, you know. Right. But uh, whatever you like, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're paying your fifteen bucks. Right. Uh, but uh, I'll, you, you'll never be on one of my teams, <laughs> right. you know. And uh, and and I've I've kicked people off of teams that I know them from being rude in broadcast chat. Oh really? Uh, or, oh yeah. Yeah, because because uh, it's not the kind of player I am, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and if and if you're just a rude person, I don't want you on my team. Preach on. But then there are other people who just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so as the um, Positron said, we have to actually say thank you to you. Oh. Because I know that you got the wedding pack for your wife for Valentine's Day. Yes. And they actually yes, pushed the villain epic archetypes that were originally planned for I-13, but because of the sales of the wedding pack, they were unable to fast track it. So thank oh, you, cool. Rich, for helping us get along. <laughs> <laughs> you actually paid for it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank, thank me. <laughs> thank you. See, thank, your wife owes me. you something else because she has a level 50 villain also. So she owes you yes, another I'll, thank you. I'll, I'll let her know that she owes me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That's that's cool to know that uh, the sales of the wedding pack brought up the villain epic archetypes. Yeah, because there was a lot of mm. complaining, you know, you're charging us for this. What are you going to charge us for next? And it's really neat, I thought, to see them say, this is what I got you. Yeah. So it's cool, you know. Yeah. You could buy it if you want to. You didn't have to. It wasn't a forced expansion. And look at the benefit we got. Exactly. It's cool. <laughs> So can you think of, oh, I think Chooch had one more question he wanted to ask. That was in, uh, related to the powers. I was curious if, uh, on villain side, if there are a lot of missions where you're getting temp powers and if there were accolades like on hero side. There are. In fact, all of the accolades that are available on hero side are also available on villain side, but of course with different names right. and, different, and different ways to achieve them. Gotcha. Okay. But but the powers are the same, and there are a lot of missions, contact regular contact missions, that uh, will give you temporary powers as well. One of the things that I frequently do with my characters in Villain Side is I I wait until level twenty two or or twenty four before I get a travel power. Mm -hmm. 
because you can get the Raptor pack mm-hmm. in in the first Mayhem mission. You get the Jump pack in uh, the King's Row Mayhem mission. You get uh, there's a contact in Kappa Diablo, in which you get a a Gold Bricker flight pack oh, as cool. a temp power. Um, and there's a contact in Sharkhead that gives you a Sky Raider pack as a temporary power. So with all these temporary travel powers, Good Lord. I, I, I put off getting a, a travel power until level 22 or 24. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's it raised the question in my head because you were saying that for the Mayhem missions, you got uh, additional contacts. So I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if that was the only reward or if you still got the powers. So that's cool. Right, you still get the powers. Uh, there's also exploration badges in each Mayhem mission, which if you collect the whole set, that's an accolade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are side missions mm-hmm. in Mayhem missions, just like there are in Safeguard missions. Mm-hmm. The difference, though, in Safeguard missions, the side missions are all worth different badges. Mm-hmm. In Mayhem missions, only the fire one is worth a badge. Okay. But, of course, in Mayhem missions you get to go around and destroy newspaper boxes and telephones and fire hydrants. <laughs> um, you get to destroy stuff. It's, it's mayhem. And if you, if you destroy enough of it, there's a badge associated with that. There's also a badge associated with defeating Paragon Police Department guys. So uh, there's, there's lots of things that you benefit from mayhem missions, not just temporary powers or, or uh, contacts. So there's actually an accolade that's like um, Case of the Kind Ones in Croatoa that's on yes. villain side, and you don't have any really good way of getting the red caps other than the winter event and the, well, yeah, the winter event, right? Uh, and, and Valentine's Day. Yes. The power that you get with Geese of the Kind Ones, you get the same power with a different accolade in villains. Gotcha. And that accolade... Uh, Let's see here. That accolade, that's the one where your defense goes down, but your damage resistance goes up. I think your accuracy yeah. goes up, isn't it? Am I wrong on that? I know you're... I think you're saying it speeds everything up, but... I don't really remember. I only hit it when I'm against AV, so I don't really know what it does. <laughs> but that accolade in Villains, I believe that's the one that's called Force of Nature. Okay. And that one is related to the Mayhem missions. Gotcha. In fact, that's the one where if you do the 10 fire side missions and you, def- you, you, you defeat uh, X number of Paragon police and you defeat X number of fire hydrants and phone booths and all that stuff and a couple other things. Oh, uh, if you defeat X number of vehicles in the streets and mayhem missions, stuff like that. If you, if you do all the mayhem mission badges... You get the Force of Nature accolade, which has the same power as Geese of the Kind Ones. Cool. Okay. Wow. That is a buttload of information. <laughs> this is definitely going to be two episodes. It's two buttloads. <laughs> well, I'm happy to ramble on for you. Well, we're happy to have you ramble on, as you call it. Can you, can you think of anything else that you wanted to touch on? Uh, let's see here. I think I covered... Uh, Massive amounts of stuff. I just... Yeah. Most everything. I mean, you you wanted an overview of City of Villains, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I gave you. So, um, is there anywhere online people can go and find you? Any any site you want to pimp? Online, well, you know, uh, we have our 
sixparagons.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've had a... Which is all about us on, on uh, Champion. I personally have my weekendhero.com, which has really nothing to do with City of Heroes or City of Villains, but it's it's about my, my uh, offline gaming. Because uh-huh. um, you do a lot of... I, lot of... Pen and paper role playing. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Real, real role playing. Um, and of course, there I have a link to sixparagons.com. That's pretty much it. I, I keep threatening to uh, make a website for uh, for our our villain SG or something, but but I, I never get around to it. And and really, if it's just if it's just my wife and I and you know a couple of real life friends. In the SG, you know, why why bother making a <laughs> website? It's not it's not like we go out trying to recruit people, right? Uh, it's, it's 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 a it's a family SG, yeah. yeah. Which which really all of our SGs are, yeah. No, I don't really have anything to pimp. No pimpage. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you taking the time to go through all of this with us. I know that our listeners are just sick of us going COV, huh? <laughs> so now we'll They're have probably, to I, we'll have to study what you said, and that way we'll be informed. They're probably like, oh, that guy is wrong about this. He's wrong about that. He says, Arbiter. Who says Arbiter? Right? <laughs> I actually laughed when you said that the second time because I'm like, oh, wait till his wife hears this. She's going to go, I told you it's Arbiter. <laughs> they're going to say they're called Bane Spiders. This guy calls them Bone Spiders. <laughs> well, our listeners are really nice. They're, they, they aren't, you know, ball breakers or anything like that, yeah. so... My wife is one of your listeners. Yay! She, uh, she she downloads your podcast regularly. Cool. cool. Of course, I, I've only heard a couple of them, so I'm a slacker. <laughs> but uh, well, I don't think that we can tell you anything that you don't already know. True. Well, but I it's, mean, yeah, it's still, we pretty uh, much leveled up together on your side. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice to hear when you guys talk about my characters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, so I, your I wife will let. Your wife will let you know. Oh, wait, wait. You need to listen to this one. They're talking about you. <laughs> and, and, she, and she does. She says, she says, uh, it's always fun when, when I when I know they're talking about us. Aww. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, again, we really appreciate your time. And, and I'm sure hey. we'll be wanting to pick your brain again in the future. Anytime you want. Awesome. Well, Very thank cool. you so much, Rich. You're welcome. So we're going to wrap up part one of the interview there. And like Dev said earlier, we're not going to do feedback because this has already run so long. You don't even <laughs> want to know what the count is at now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. So we will post episode 18 as a continuation of this. Mm-hmm. Any follow-up newsy tidbits that... Titted or bitted or downloaded. She say titted. T I D. Are we gonna have to go with an explicit rating now? Tidbit. It's not titbit. It's tidbit. Right, but that's not how you pronounce it. (laughs) And then. Okay, everybody, hmm. call in if it sounded like he said the word. (laughs) Call in on our new K7 line. (laughs) 
And then we will probably do a special feedback episode since we're a bit backed up. <laughs> we'll call it a uh, podcast laxative. Oh. <laughs> yes, it is Why late. don't we call it a sorbet, kind of like clearing the palate? It's a much prettier oh, image. Oh, hey, that's kind of poetic. <laughs> I like that a lot better yeah. than... <laughs> I just threw up in my Better mouth than a little suppository. bit. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, let's have our, our sorbet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Gross. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Until next week. Toodles. <laughs> good hunting heroes. Yeah, good hunting heroes and villains. <laughs> dun 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 <laughs>Podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. <laughs>